We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to Pop Torah with Rabbi Iznopf and Olitsky, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Pop Torah, the podcast where we focus on the intersection between Judaism and pop culture. As always, we're your hosts. I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And I am Rabbi Michael Knopf. And today we are talking the final season, season 12 of Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Can't believe there have been 12 seasons. Uh, the show started actually in 2000. Uh, that took a long break from 2011 to 2017. Uh, came back, it started back in the pandemic era. Um, it's been going on since the, the turn of the 21st century. Mike, do you want to tell us about the show itself and specifically the final season? Sure. Well, uh, it, Curb Your Enthusiasm is, uh, like you said, a, a show uh, following Larry David. Larry David is uh, the co-creator of uh, another uh, famous and long-running television show called Seinfeld that you may have heard of. Never heard of it. Uh, and um, and Curb Your Enthusiasm follows a, a, a sort of slightly fictionalized uh, or caricatured version of Larry David where he plays himself. Um, and the trials and travails of being Larry David in the real world. Uh, Larry David is uh, presumably, uh, or at least according to uh, television history and legend, uh, the prototype for the George character on Seinfeld. Uh, and so, uh, if you can, sounds if right. You if you haven't watched, uh, if you haven't watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, but have watched Seinfeld, um, if you get a sense of the kind of character uh, that uh, that George is on Seinfeld, uh, the the uh, sort of misanthropic, uh, uh, sort of um, uh, um, uh, uh, kind of a lovable loser in in a way, that is sort of what Larry David is in the show. Although there are a lot of shades of Jerry's character from Seinfeld also in Larry David's characters. That's uh, also in, in interesting to find out. But Kirby Enthusiasm follows Larry David in the course of his life um, as he makes. Uh, enemies and gets into uncomfortable situations basically everywhere he goes. Um, and that is the ongoing and long-running joke of Kirby Enthusiasm, um, that uh, that Larry David is somehow, you know, uh, rich and famous and successful, uh, but hates everyone and just about everyone uh, seems to hate him. Uh, so uh, that is the premise. The, the final season, which, well, you know, the jury's still out whether there'll be the final season. I feel like they've uh, named several seasons now as the final season. Uh, I, I'm not so convinced that this will be the final season, but in any case, it's being billed as the final season. Uh, and uh, and and so far, the uh, uh, three or four episodes that have uh, dropped um, have followed Larry David uh, as he uh, is hired to make an appearance at a birthday party in Atlanta. Uh, and then uh, by a turn of events, gets uh, arrested 
for providing water to uh, someone standing in line to vote, uh, uh, running afoul of Georgia's much maligned uh, recent uh, voting restriction laws that say that you can't provide food or water uh, to, uh, to to someone standing in line to vote. Uh, he becomes a, a celebrated national hero uh, for his courageous civil rights stance. Uh, at which he, you know, somewhat reluctantly embraces, but as so often happens in the course of the show, my guess is in the fullness of the season uh, that uh, cause celeb will come crashing down around him in numerous hilarious ways. Now, Jesse, not, not so different than the series finale of Seinfeld, where there's the that they get sort of arrested for the Good Samaritan law, uh, right? I believe that's what happens in the, yes. the finale. Yes. Now the 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 it is very similar to that. I think the difference here being, and maybe this is you know an attempt to be a corrective to the to the conclusion of Seinfeld. Although Larry David, which was I'm very controversial, sure, very controversial. I'm not sure. I have to go back and look. I'm not sure that Larry David uh, was still directly involved with Steinfeld uh, at that point in the show's uh, history. He had uh, left as an uh, as a, a co executive producer. Um, with with Jerry Seinfeld somewhere around season six or seven, uh, and uh, and 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 uh, stopped directly working on the show. Um, I don't remember if he came back and was associated with the with that final episode, but it was a controversial episode. I will tell you that uh, it, uh, upon repeated viewings of that final episode, I've come to like it more. But I remember at the time, and I was uh, in high school at the time. Uh, uh, not liking it for some of the reasons that many other people didn't like that final episode of Seinfeld, which was uh, that uh, even though, you know, there were some things that were uh, distasteful about those characters uh, uh, over the course of, of seasons, um, the 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 ending really uh, kind of threw that in your face in, in a way. Like the, there was something distasteful about them, but they were lovable losers and misanthropes. Um, and so the, the, the season, the series finale, you know, kind of said like, Hey, you audience are terrible people for liking for having liked these terrible people. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm is somewhat different, I think, because um, it never really wants you to like Larry David. Uh, it, it always kind of throws that very much into the open that Larry David is uh, not a likable character. Larry David uh, uh, very uh, extravagantly celebrates uh, that fact within the show and embraces that persona beyond the show too. He he likes being um, uh, you know someone who is uh, somewhat largely uh, reviled. He likes playing that misanthrope. So um, I, I don't know if it will play out the same way, but the show has already tried in some ways to retcon uh, the ending of Seinfeld. Um, I, I believe in somewhere in season nine or ten. Uh, there was a whole uh, plot line with a cast reunion of Seinfeld, uh, um, uh, which was which was very good and very funny. Um, in which Larry David, uh, they they you know couldn't get um, uh, um, Jason Alexander to come back and and uh, play George. So Larry's like, well, I'll play George. Uh, and uh, uh, and and Jason Alexander at one point says, you know, George is the is the schmuck. And Larry David takes a lot of offense to that because uh, it was based you know, off uh, of him. Right? Legend, it's based off him, right? So, um, but that was a great plot line, a great storyline, and we've gotten some resolution to uh, you know to the controversy around Seinfeld's ending in the course of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So we'll see how it all plays out from here. But Jesse, I want to start with you because you have 
historically not been a huge fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So tell me why you haven't been a fan and let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> um, I, I think the show, you're right. The goal is to not like Larry David. Um, I think I just have a hard time um, where the intention is to go against uh, and to root against the protagonist, right? That by definition, they're, they're the antagonist. Maybe that's the difference between um, prime time, basic, you know, uh, television, Seinfeld on NBC at eight o'clock or then nine o'clock, right? That, that it was a show uh, where even though George was ridiculous and Jerry had his stuff and uh, Kramer was ridiculous. So you, you rooted for the characters. Uh, you, you had an affection for them by definition. You are supposed to cringe at Larry David. It, it almost reminds me of the early seasons of the office, like that first season where it was directly the same thing as the UK version, uh, the, the Ricky Gervais version of The Office, where you were supposed to hate Michael Scott before Steve Carell turned him into a real lovable uh, mush of a character that like you cringed but lovingly. I never got the lovingly cringe of Larry David. It's still just like cringeworthy. Um, part of that is... He is meant to play a caricature of himself, right? That he plays the guy who co-created Seinfeld, um, mm -hmm. but but obviously it's a it's a caricature of of himself. Um, part of it is that he makes uh, a point of being a grumpy old man who complains about lots of things, um, and, and you know I can only deal with complaints so much before you try to find beauty in in the world and, and stop complaining about everything. That being said, I have found some of the episodes to be humorsome, uh, some of them to be quite funny. Uh, there is an intrinsic. Jewish essence to the show just because, right, he is the prototypical, you know, New York Jew, uh, right? There's a reason he played Bernie Sanders on, on SNL uh, because he was just himself uh, and he, he became sort of that type of, of character. I don't know what to do with that or make of that, um, but in essence, sort of that's that that's who he is and that's who he was. I can't put my finger on what makes it quote unquote Jewish. Uh right. It's Jewish, not Jewish. Um but but I do have that feeling when I watch him and when I watch the show. Um it's never a show that I I loved. I, I'm actually kind of uh, amazed in the world that we live in. Uh, in a show that is not uh, on, you know, primetime TV. It's not it's not a, a world where we live in a world of streaming uh, that there are 12 seasons of Curb. Um, and as you said, well, like building this as the final season, maybe more to come. Got it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I want to uh, interrogate a little bit uh, in a moment about what makes it Jewish. But let me let me say a couple of things uh, off the bat. Um you know, the first is I, I I feel like the rise of Curb Your Enthusiasm coincided with a uh, with with a time and maybe even predated in some ways um, a, a a real sea change uh, in uh, in in uh, storytelling on on television 
Um, and that is the rise of uh, anti anti hero protagonists on television, right? You had uh, Tony Soprano, Soprano, Don Draper, um, all kind of becoming uh, and, oh, and uh, Walter White on Breaking Bad, right? All kind of uh, emerging around the around the same time. Um, and I will and, uh, and I will add, it was at a time when people were leaving, sort of. Uh, the the NBCs and CBSs and ABCs that the top viewed shows, the Emmy winners, were cleaned up by HBO and Showtime and to a lesser extent, the cable channels uh, of AMC or, or or something like that. Right. And, and, in, and in a way, you know, I could I could make an argument that Larry David even uh, helped to inaugurate that era with Seinfeld because the characters on Seinfeld are kind of anti-heroes too. Like they're none, none of them are, they have maybe some, you know, some moments of morality or conscience, right? They have, they have moral centers, which is maybe why that last episode was so controversial. Uh, but, uh, but, but in reality, like they're not really heroic characters. The whole idea was that it's a show about nothing. It's a show about, you know, real people in real life with real, you know, grievances and foibles and quirks. Uh, and uh, and that was something unique to to, to television. Um, and 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 I think that that, you know, made it and and what we're what we see with 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 then with characters like Tony Soprano, Don Draper, um, uh, Walter White and, and on and on. Um, you start to you start to get these much more morally. I don't know if I would call them antiheroes, but morally complex and ambiguous characters, and that is just more true to life, I think. Um, and, and and that is something that uh, is maybe an innovation of Larry David. And now that might be one of the things that makes it so Jewish. Uh, you know, it, it strikes me that the characters in the Torah. Um, you know, if we go back and, and kind of define Jewishness in that way, um, are maybe they're not anti-heroes per se, but they are a lot of them morally complex and ambiguous Fair, characters. They're, they're, they're flawed, right? Very flawed characters. Uh, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, Abraham, uh, uh, you know, sac almost sacrifices his son. Uh, uh, Isaac, you know, plays favorites and, and causes family strife that way. Jacob is a narcissist and uh, and a coward. Uh, um, you know, Moses has fits of anger, and uh, where you see with all these characters. So you know, they're 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 heroic in their in their own way. We're, we're meant to uh, learn from these characters, but also meant to learn from their mistakes as well. Um, and, and I think that that is uh, an innovation of of. Jewish storytelling in, in a lot of ways. Um, uh, and so that may be one of the things that makes it Jewish. Larry David um, is, a, is, a, is a hateful character on the show in some ways, but he's also lovable. And he does have, you know, moments of a, of, of a moral center or at least an identifiable behavior, right? He I might mean, take it to the nth degree. He's lovable in the sense that like you have your great uncle who sits on the other end of the Seder table who says crazy stuff and you just like roll your eyes at them and you say, well, I love you anyway. Um, but I'm not sure his actions in the show are lovable. Not always, but they're often identifiable, right? They're all, like, you can identify with them. Right. So, you know, for example, in last season, uh, he um, uh, uh, there is an uh, someone breaks into his uh, home or tries to break into his home uh, and then uh, and then drowns in his pool. 
And then uh, Larry David is going to be uh, liable for the death of the of, of the robber because he wasn't following the local ordinance of having a fence around his pool. And so the 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 uh, the, the series uh, or the season kind of follows storyline along two tracks. You know, one is trying to get the law changed um, uh, so that he is no longer liable for the for the death of this. Uh, uh, um, uh, um, of of the of of the criminal, um, uh, and kind of you know hilarity that ensues with that, uh, but also uh, trying to kind of buy off the uh, the the, the uh, relatives of those who are suing him for the, for wrongful death uh, or for his culpability uh, by uh, putting uh, their uh, 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 daughter on a new TV show he's working on, and she's you know a terrible actress. And uh, meanwhile, the father of the daughter uh, is, you know, kind of hanging around the set uh, and uh, and and sitting in Larry David's chair on the set. OK, right. So like that's a long setup. Right. To say that Larry David um, gets really upset that this guy is sitting in his chair on the set and he decides to rope off his chair. Right. And everyone's like, don't do it. Nobody likes a roper. But I, I can tell you, like, you know, I, maybe I wouldn't be so hung up about that. Um, but I can I can identify with the feeling of like, like, this is like my space, like get out of my space. You know, I want to like and people and people, you know, not liking people who are territorial like that. Um, so, you know, it's 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 a caricature of that sort of disposition. I doubt Larry David is really like that in real life, but you can re it resonates on some level. Yes, although it's also like causes you to roll your eyes and you say you totally picture a grumpy man of a certain generation to to act in that manner, right? Like I said, he is intentionally a caricature, right? Uh, and, and you only go to a certain point. I also think, right, that there was a very interesting trend and transition um, that happened at the turn of the 21st century. We see it with Curb. We even saw it with network TV, right? We saw it with shows like The Office, with Parks and Rec, uh, with these uh, mockumentary shows where comedies got rid of the laugh track. Um, mm -hmm. and it was really interesting, right? If you, I actually have a hard time going back to watching a show like Seinfeld or friends, uh, -huh. uh and hearing that laugh track, um, especially when it wasn't filmed in front of a live audience, right? And it's just put in, uh, but without the laugh track, you're sort of wondering at times, am I supposed to laugh or not? Is it okay to laugh or not? Right. Uh, because there are certain things that Larry David does that is quite offensive, uh, meaning Larry David, the character in the show, Larry David. Um, and there's this line. Listen, you, you hear this with stand up as well. Right. Some stand up comedy is quite offensive and we're like are we allowed to laugh because we think that's funny or is it not appropriate to laugh at this and i think part of the discomfort at times is that curb sort of walks that line um Shane, is this humor and what does it say about me that i'm actually think this may be funny and laughing at this humor that actually may be at somebody else's expense yeah, I I would say that to me that what makes Curb work is that 
the jokes are almost always at Larry David's own expense. Sure. Right. Um, and, and that is, I think, you know, classically, and this may be, you know, too flat and too cliche, but one of the, you know, delineations of, you know, uh, what makes something, you know, I mean, something's funny if it's funny, like you, know, you can't really in- interrogate so much about, you know, what, what, what you, what you, what makes you laugh. And there are, you know, uh, uh, comedians with the philosophy of, you know, my job is to make people laugh. If a joke makes people laugh, it doesn't really matter, uh, you know, uh, how ethical it is. Um, it just matters whether it gets the laugh. Um, and then there is, I think, a thread of uh, uh, of thought, a school of thought, and um, and this is, I think, a, a really you know fair point that says, you know, the, the 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 delineating line ought to be, you know, are you punching up or punching down? And what has historically made Jewish humor really work is the sense that. You know, in Jewish humor, you were always punching up because of the social situation of of Jews. Um, and that, I think, is, you know, what Larry David is kind of doing in, in the show by positioning himself as kind of like the Jew in the show. Right. Um, a despised person, someone even though he's got privilege, is somewhat on the margins of his social circle uh, and, uh, and and uh, and and kind of, you know, reviled in, in, in you know, polite society. Um, that basically every every punch he throws is punching up and also in some ways at himself, too. So I, I think that that is something that works in the show. The other thing, and this goes in, into the question about what makes this show Jewish, I think so much of the humor um, and so much of what makes it identifiable, too, quite honestly, um, is Larry David's sense and, and you know, poking fun at a, a certain sense of, of fairness, Right there, you know, the the show itself kind of reminds me of this uh, this famous George line in Seinfeld, uh, where George is pretending in one episode to be a marine biologist, um, and he uh, he's trying to do it to impress a woman, uh, and there is a beached whale as they're walking on the beach. And uh, and he is called upon as you know, a, is there a marine biologist in the house? He's called upon to go and save this whale. It's a, it's a great episode. The great episode, classic episode, and he gives this monologue at the end of it, and he says something like, "The sea was angry that day, my friends, like an old man trying to send back soup at a deli, right?" And it's and it's that energy of old man trying to send back soup in a deli that is, I think, the Jewish sense of justice at the core of the you know passion for justice and fairness like like i got this soup this soup isn't hot enough you promised me hot soup you promised me chicken soup and you gave me minestrone whatever it is right that that is so often the the, the recurring humor in in curb your in seinfeld and also in curb your enthusiasm that what you know what what he's pointing out is like he's got a very strict code of what's fair and what's not fair, what's just and what's not just, what's required and what's not required. It is almost, dare I say, halachic or Talmudic, right? And um, and, and that's what he's constantly pointing out is is uh, you know, the the in in the chaos and unpredictability and you know even compassion of society. He wants to be a voice for you know strict uh, sense of fairness and justice and rules. Yes, I think the idea of um, Jewish humor intentionally uh, punching up for much of American Jewish history uh, and the role of Jewish comedians in uh, 
their their place in American Jewish history makes sense. I think the discomfort, as you said, well, Larry David sees himself on the margins, uh, right? Larry David, the actor, Larry David, the writer, Larry David, the Hollywood star, uh, has a net worth of half a billion dollars, right? And even Larry David- That, in the- that, is, that is insane. I, I, I know, I know, it's crazy. Uh, uh, right. It's it's all those, I think, Seinfeld rerun residuals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but La- money, baby. Larry David, even the caricature of himself in the show, right? He lives in a mansion, uh, right? He 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 lives a, a, a sweet life. Even the post Larry David, you know, where he's no longer married to Cheryl Hines, he's divorced uh, in the show, right? That sort of thing. But he still lives a good life. Uh, and and I think it's hard and uncomfortable uh, to see him punch up, if you will, in his complaints and his cringe humor. Yeah, well, I I think that that does make it uncomfortable, and I think that that's in some ways really deliberate on on his part. I think he's actually pointing that out in in a way, right? That um, that the that the Jewish self perception of uh, of 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 powerlessness and marginalization um still holds in some ways like in some ways Jews are still we know uh for sure right now you know with a, with an increasing anti-semitism um that that Jews are still vulnerable and in some ways still marginal um even Jews with a lot of power and privilege um are still Jewish in our society and that still uh, uh, makes them, you know, liable to be, uh, to be, to be targets, right? The anti, the anti-Semite, you know, targeting the synagogue doesn't care whether the people in there are, you know, Larry David rich, uh, or, uh, or not. Um, uh, he just cares that they're, that they're Jewish. Uh, and, and, and that's, you know, very, that's, uh, that, that is present in, in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think that the recognition that wherever Larry David goes, he cannot escape his Jewishness. And that's never, that's not always very explicit in, in the show. It's a sort of, you know, undercurrent, but his social sort, you know, it's interesting, like his, his close friends in the show, Richard Lewis and Jeff Garland's character, his, his agent. Who plays um, Jeff all, Green. Right. Still plays um, somebody who's pretty uh, Jewish. By the way, wasn't he canceled? Um, Maybe. I thought he was. Uh, there was an issue of uh, some kind of uh, uh, sexual harassment or something like that that got him uh, fired from the Goldbergs. Uh, and uh, I was surprised to see him in this uh, season of, of Curb Your Enthusiasm for that reason. But in any case, right, Larry David's closest friends, uh, with with the exception of Leon Black, who's also a very funny character in addition to the show kind of uh, midway through the run. Um, uh, he, he was, also- he was uh, canceled Vanity Fair, published an article in December of 2021 uh, that he was under investigation for three years for pattern of verbal and physical conduct that made mm. people uncomfortable. Yeah, he, he he had used inappropriate language, engaged in unwanted physical contact. So it's interesting that 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 has not, as far as I've seen, come up as the subject of conversation around his participation in this most recent season of of Curb. Um, uh, that may be something worth considering and worth exploring, and maybe even as it relates to this, you know, topic that we're talking about right now. Um, but you know, Larry David's closest friends on the show, right, are uh, uh, Richard Lewis and and Jeff Green, Jeff Garland, um, and uh, and and Leon Black, uh, uh, who who was in a later addition into the show. Uh, and then beyond that, his social circle, 
um, like Cheryl Hines, like Ted Danson are all very uh, waspy, right? Um, so he is, he, but they, they have this, you know, uh, uh, the Funkhausers now, uh, 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 Vince Vaughn uh, plays uh, the role of uh, Funkhausers, I think nephew or cousin uh, or son. Uh, that's right. So the, his, uh, the rest of his social circle is very waspy and you could see the, the, the dynamic that he has with the Jewish characters uh, and the dynamic that he has with the non-Jewish characters is very noteworthy to me. So anyway, his it, I think that he does have this acknowledgement within the show of his relative power and privilege within the society that that he operates, and yet also um, his uh, marginal uh, relationship uh, in some ways to the society that that he um, is even at the high echelons of. Yeah, I want to go back to this idea, though, uh, because I think it's something that we often wrestle with in, in the Jewish community, the idea, uh, and we've seen it more with rising anti-Semitism past several months, the idea of punching up, right? The idea of feeling like you are less than when we've also seen great success um, in, in, in the Jewish community um, over the past two generations. Um, rabbi David Wolpe, the rabbi emeritus of, of Sinai Temple, uh, gave a, a wonderful uh, speech. I saw it on Instagram. He had just returned from the BBYO International Convention in Orlando, Florida, uh, and uh, where there were 4,500 uh, teenagers celebrating Shabbat together. Mike, you and I were very active in USY. I think we were very involved in engaging USY when it was at its peak for participation the turn uh, of the 21st century, you know, the, the end of the, the 90s, beginning of the 2000s. Uh, even then, right, USY International Convention was about 1,200 participants. To have 4,500 Jews together from across the world is really remarkable. Uh, and said, you know, he was asked, what would my grandfather say in this climate about rising anti-Semitism uh, and, and about uh, in increased... Uh, hatred towards Israel. He'd say, there's an Israel? You know, he'd say, well, you should see what 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 uh, professors are saying to Jewish students at Harvard. They say, they're allowing Jewish students to attend Harvard, you know, and it's sort of that sort of thing. So part of it is is having uh, the, the proper uh, perspective on where the Jewish community has come from and evolved from for the past hundred years, especially within this country, uh, that uh, it's it's this discomfort about you know Larry David Teamer punching up about feeling like that outcast that uh, that outsider, which I think we've all felt to an extent. I, I, certainly, we talked about this on a recent episode, Mike, about since October seventh, feeling lonely in some progressive circles, um, and yet understanding right the the privilege and achievements that the Jewish community have had and the privilege that that we have that Jews haven't uh, and hadn't been able to experience uh several generations ago and having uh, again it's comedy it, it's cringe comedy but having Larry David not have that perspective yeah so I'm not quite so sure he doesn't have that perspective uh, uh because I think that he uh you know uh, uh pretty regularly recognizes, although not necessarily in this language, he pretty regularly recognizes his, his, uh, his, his privilege, his wealth, uh, his 
position, his prominence. He flaunts it uh, uh, in in many ways on the show, even if, as he uh, um, sort of interacts as a a, a regular old curmudgeon. Um, I, I I have a couple of responses to what you just shared, Jesse. The first is. Um, it, I mean, it is remarkable and it's profound. It's worth celebrating and acknowledging with uh, with with appreciation and gratitude. Um, but there's a piece of me also that's tempted. You know, sometimes uh, 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 Black Americans, when when people say, "But look how far you know the Black community has come and race relations have come since you know since the era of Jim Crow," right? You know, there's no you know there's no um, uh, overt voting restrictions uh, anymore, although there's some now very covert uh, and maybe slightly less than covert voting restrictions. But anyways, there's not um, the the uh, uh, the way racism functions in society is much subtler than it used to be. Um, let's put it that way, right? But but a lot of black people, I think, understandably and rightfully say the the question is not how far have we come. The question is why do we still have to deal with this? Uh, you know, uh, with this stuff. Right. And I think that that is also a question that Jews can rightfully ask, even as we enjoy uh, as Americans, uh, American Jews, often uh, because most American Jews present as white and have been uh, assimilated into white society and therefore benefit from white privilege. Um, uh, So even though many American Jews are uh, uh, benefit from privilege and, and are privileged in ways that most black Americans still are not, um, I think that that is a relevant question for for Jews to also consider. It's not, yeah, it's great that we are allowed to go to Harvard now, and it's great that uh, that there's a state of Israel, and it's great. All those things are great, and yet, you know, anti-Semitism still persists. It's a it's it's a growing and and increasingly threatening uh, force in in American life and 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 around the world. Um, so the question on some level needs to be you know not how not how you know how do we appreciate how far we come, but 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 why is this something that we are still contending with? Um, and, uh, and and so that I think is is a is a a question that that is in its own way uh, raised. Uh, in Curb Your Enthusiasm. And it's also, I think, very present in the relationship between Larry and, and Leon Black. Um, there is a a really interesting, um, and this may be its own show to unpack. We may not have time for this, but interesting dynamic, Black-Jewish dynamic uh, between Larry and Leon in the show um, that is, um, I, I don't know, I, I have no other word for it than, than um, uh, interesting and worthy of more study and conversation. I think that's fair. That's all I got. Well, I, I think, listen, Jesse, I don't know what you think, but I think that this conversation was pretty, 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 pretty good. You know, it's so funny because I know that Larry David is supposed to be the basis of George, right? But that's also what si- what Jerry did, right, h- himself as a character in Seinfeld. So I think there was a little bit of Larry... Uh, behind Jerry sure. and George, um, for sure. Wait, the the uh, the 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 germophobia of uh, of of uh, Jerry, like all that's there's there's uh, Larry David is definitely a mix of of Jerry and George. Like they, it's like almost like they you know kind of like had these split person. They split his personality uh, into two characters uh, in in Seinfeld. Um, it's just that one was happened to be played by Jerry Seinfeld, so it's you know kind of more Jerry ish than George-ish. Absolutely. Uh, Well, you let us know what you think 
of uh, Herb. Are you uh, uh, on Team Mike, where you find humor in it? Are you uh, on Team Jesse, where it's a little too cringe-worthy for you? Uh, and we look forward to hearing from you. Be sure to uh, comment, rate, review, as always. Until next time, I'm Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. Take care, everyone. <laughs>